0: Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> Jessica
1: and Mickey and,
0: yeah so I, I finally like went to the movie theater for a while I had this like weird lull where I just didn't go and now I'm going so you know I just went and saw everything so I finally saw the Batman mm-hmm. um I really liked it I kind of see what you said about how you didn't like him as Bruce Wayne but you liked him as Batman mm. but I kind of liked his Bruce Wayne but it is very angsty if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was literally like, you're not my dad type of thing. But I still really liked yeah, it.
1: It really, it really was. <laughs> I forgot that. But yes, it, it literally was something that happens in it. And I'm like. Oh,
0: I liked brother. it. though. I couldn't help it. I, I did like it. Um, And then I saw the Northman.
1: Oh, I haven't seen it yet. So. What? Really? I it want is, to.
0: It is what you think it is. I mean, he just kind of dives into these type of like inner fantasy slash madness type of of movie and and i really like it um i i thought it was awesome um i wanted to go back and i was like i definitely want to take shrooms and see like if this movie feels any different Mm -hmm. but it is great um what's who's this what's sarsgaard alexander yeah one of them Yeah. yeah one of the one of them swedes um he's great in it uh I, and I like him as most things and I still think it is funny that he played Eric Northman who is a viking vampire in uh <laughs> in True Blood and then he also plays someone who is called the Northman as a viking mm. in this movie but he it's just like he was perfect for the role. prequel cool. um, Yeah, if if you will the background to to Eric yeah. Northman thing. I I really liked it. It is really uh it's really done well. Uh, it's perfect. I mean it's I a perfect it. viking fantasy. Um and I, I saw the multiverse of madness. Yeah, Marvel. I did too. And it's great. So I, if you, as I was walking, so I'll tell this first. As I was walking out of the movie theater, there was a family who had was in our on our showing, and they saw someone else, and they were talking about seeing it, and they were like, "It ain't no Marvel movie, man. It ain't no Marvel movie. It's a horror movie. It's a horror movie in there." And I was like. I laughed because it is. It's very Raimi. Like everything about it was very Sam Raimi. And so it made me very happy. <laughs> I mean, I loved it. It was like so Ooh. him. And yeah,
1: so I do not I d I, I don't I don't I actually disagreed with that. Like I oh guess Oh my god. You're I feel it, like
0: you're wrong. I mean it we was haven't disagreed him. in a while, but it
1: was talking. him, but it was him shackled by I feel it,
0: I th- don't know. You he wasn't shackled by anything.
1: Yes, he was. It's you Sid, it, 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 stop. No, I'm being serious. Like, it, the fact that somebody said it's not a Marvel movie, it felt very much like a Marvel movie until the third actor I was like, ah, this is the movie that I've been wanting to see. Is this third, is last chunk of the movie? But, I mean, uh, even Spider Man felt like, I mean, Spider Man 1 felt like he was kind of shackled by, like, Sony being like, hey, man, it's fucking Spider Man. No, you can't.
0: I, I disagree. He wasn't shackled at all. He just, no, listen, I really like Sam Raimi, but he's, like, not good at some things <laughs> okay. and i like spider-man 3 is the worst movie i've ever seen and it is his fault he but didn't spider-man 2 the is
1: awesome and it's <laughs> it's a little bit more like sam raimi than anything else
0: yeah and spider-man 3 is like his piece pile of shit that he came to follow up on it's just so bad he didn't understand the characters which is like really wild because like that's his whole thing is like people's inner demon but it's like I don't know. I really just fucking hated it. And then, like, it took me a while to even, like, get over the fact that he made that movie because it's just, it's all around bad. Mm -hmm. Um, But I still like the first Spider-Man still. But I I don't feel like he was shackled at all. I feel like even the beginning is very him because he's very hokey in some... And it's, like, that character in the beginning, like, America, when she's first introduced, like, all of that was very silly, and I feel like that's very him. Because some of his like horror does come from like very silliness. I just rewatched Drag Me to Hell, and mm-hmm. it's like a lot of it is very silly, you know. Mm-hmm.
1: I I I mean, because here's things like I love I love Spider Man too. I think Spider Man too, and and I agree that he didn't get Spider Man three. And I think the reason why is because he understood the older Spider Man comics, but like by the time we hit Venom in the '90s, '80s, and '90s, I don't think he it was he was I think he was more familiar with like '60s and '70s Spider Man, which is what one and two were kind of ripping off of you know but two had moments that felt more like Sam Raimi but like I was literally talking about this the other somebody the other night a a great Sam Raimi comic book movie is Darkman you know why because it's a comic book movie without having any it's there's literally no comic book that he was referencing it was just he was making a comic book film um but he was his own property so he was able to like go balls of the wall and Darkman is is that to me is more of a Sam Raimi movie there was definitely Sam Raimi touches in this but like and I mean, obviously, like it goes without saying the fucking like the most Sam Raimi esque moment of the whole thing was was the cameo, which is not even I mean, anybody who has who sees a Sam Raimi movie and is like, oh, Bruce Campbell's got a cameo in it. And they they didn't know that it was coming. Come on. It was great. And I loved that. And there was moments. Let me put it this. Way, I liked Do- Doctor Strange. I just to me, it felt like another Marvel movie. And you know what else it felt like? It feels like.
0: I didn't feel it like that way at all to be honest. Oh,
1: I totally do. I, I'm like
0: totally in that universe. Like I watch all the shows, Yeah. Sure. I like see all the movies. I've like read a bunch of the comics as a kid. I don't remember half of what happens, but that's, you know, the beauty yeah. of being an adult. Um, yeah. But I felt, I feel the complete opposite. I don't feel like it was a Marvel film at all. And I did think that people who didn't know Sam Raimi would not like this movie. And then it was justified when I walked out and I had that experience. Cause I was like, oh, I am right. And Mickey's wrong because oh, right.
1: yeah, of course <laughs> no, the problem is too, is that like, here's the thing is I like Benedict Cumberbatch, but I
0: really don't, it, you know, it's, it's I funny. I, I kind of don't,
1: <laughs> I don't like his doctor strange as much. And here's why is because it feels like they're trying to be like, shit, we don't have Robert Downey Jr. anymore. Okay. So Benedict, we want you to play doctor strange kind of like Iron Man, but with magic. And it's like, that's what it feels like to me. It's like, he feels like Iron Man but with magic instead of a suit. And it's like, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, it's so weird to me because I feel like, I don't know. I feel like Dr. Strange is a little bit more, um, which I don't want to give anything away, but they do kind of hint towards this, the franchise going in this direction. He's a little bit more of a gray area. I mean, he's still a hero, but he's like, you know, he's kind of like, look, man, this shit that I'm dealing with, like is fucking light years ahead of the shit you're dealing with. So what makes, when it looks like I'm doing something bad, I'm actually doing something you know I I really like that aspect of Doctor Strange and I just feel like they're making him more charming and goofier and like I don't know relatable and it's like I don't want to relate to Doctor Strange like that's the cool thing about him is that you can't relate to him he's so fucking cool um but uh there's parts of it I really I mean I look like I guess I liked the movie a lot I just didn't like I I didn't walk out loving it like a lot of other people did and um the third act of like where shit's going fucking down you know like Um, I wanted to see more of that throughout the entire movie, like Wanda traveling through them. I wanted to see basically I wanted to see her as like the Terminator, like going through multiverses and just wiping fucking people out. Um, left and right to get to this girl like that to me was really exciting
0: okay um, yeah <laughs> i mean, no, I, I, mean think I she was
1: but yeah but it, 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 it wasn't it wasn't as much i feel like we, we would kind of dive into other things my other problem with dr strange was there's a lot of stuff in that movie i like like from the comic books like a lot of like you know dorky weird like You know, when you kind of go into the '90s and the '80s and '90s, when you kind of go into the week, though, when they were, when Marvel was trying to go back to horror like they did in the '70s, and like they introduced the Darkhold book and like all these different things, they were they threw so much that into this movie where I was like, oh, I would love instead of a little bit of a lot of these things, I would have liked a lot of a little bit of, you know what I mean? Like, pick one or two of them and just go balls deep into them as opposed to being like, we're just gonna throw everything in there. And it's like it it was cool, but I wanted to see like you know, I, I just, I wanted to like dive more into some stuff and I felt like for a two and a half hour movie or whatever it was, it didn't feel like it felt because it felt like there was so much going on. There was like a barrage of stuff that I think I would have liked a few moments where it breathed a little bit. Um, but I liked it and I liked like the, you know, there's not one but two Evil Dead references in there that I was like, I'm, I'm yeah. into that. Um, but, you know, it's, uh, it's, it wasn't my favorite same Raimi movie but there's I've seen same Raimi movies where I'm like that's not one of my favorite movies at all I like, mean I feel
0: like it's close, I mean yeah like I mean when you talk about your favorite usually it's like also steeped in nostalgia but sure um I feel like i I really liked it. I really loved it. I totally didn't get the same vibe as you, but I just had a different experience yeah. <laughs> with it you I know mean- what I mean like I felt it was very him. I felt it was less marvel than most of the Marvel movies while still being like very creepy and like his type of of even the movements in the beginning, like you could tell and like the silliness mm. of it like I thought that was all him and it and it felt like him for sure. but um and then it's funny that you mentioned Dark man because um, atlanta again the best show on tv i'll say it every episode because every episode i watch the next week i'm like this is the best fucking show on tv but liam neeson was in an episode of atlanta and you know um have you ever seen life's too short of course it's like one of the best the funniest episodes that he's in and it's very he's so dry but it's like kind of a similar thing where he like touches base on like what he said before previously you know his comments about like uh uh, against black men and like shit like that. So they obviously touch base on it, but he's so good in it. and like Atlanta's the best fucking show and it's the best show at like showing people like a very vivid picture of what it's like and like making it like scary and funny, but like also giving you a realistic picture of like how we as a society act towards people. It's like the best fucking show on TV
1: There's an episode of Atlanta. I can't remember was it was the second season, right? Um uh, that, and I don't want to give anything away for people who haven't watched it yet, but there is an episode and um, where like Keith Sanfield goes to pick up a piano at a house.
0: Oh, Teddy Perkins,
1: the Teddy Perkins yeah. episode. And it is better than most horror films. It's that have so come and like,
0: frightening.
1: It is. And but it's, it and it has those moments of like nervous, like you kind of nervously laugh. Cause you know, things are just like, and cause at first like, Oh, they're not going to go in this direction. And then it just, it does. And it keeps going. And it's like, Oh wow! And then like, is it going to get worse? And then you like, there's a moment where you kind of like, you chuckle out loud because you're like, oh, it's going to get a lot worse. And just builds and builds and builds. And it's fucking brilliant. It was one of the best episodes of television I've seen in a long time. I'm and saying, I, yeah, the third
0: season is ex- it's like that good. Like every episode, I'm like, holy shit! Like, yeah. give it all the awards. I can't even imagine um yeah. that it doesn't win something because it's fucking brilliant. Everyone is great in it. I love it so much. I love it so much. And then Mm -hmm. um, two other things. So one, um, Park Chan-wook's new movie that was at Cannes is being aired on Mubi soon. If not already, I have to check the date. But um, Mubi gets the rights to it. I'm really excited for it. So I've been kind of going through everything. So I rewatched The Handmaiden, which I still think is like one of the best films. I think it came out in 2018. No. 2017. I don't even know. Either yeah, way, Ben, yeah. for best for that year. It's like one of the best movies I've seen. It's like so beautiful and brilliant, and he just does a, such a good job. I like. It's like this erotic thriller um, that he's done. I I think like I I'm one of those people that like I celebrate his entire catalog. He's just like a brilliant guy, and I can't wait to see what this new movie's like. Um. So I, I and then I watched Old Boy, but I was trying to find a copy, and it's like wiped from everywhere. So. I don't know, like there. I, I guess I, maybe it will have a re-release or something because I had to like find an old torrent, but even, and this is a tip for everybody, if you buy movies on streaming sites, you don't actually own it and streaming sites can remove it at any notice even if you've bought it outright. Oh, so yeah. I did, I had a copy on like Google Play and then it's gone. And so I have to like, I had to torrent it and find it, but the um, translations were really bad. So i was like fuck what do i do so now i have to like hunt down a copy again but i want
1: to say that someone like arrow
0: is going to re-release somebody it. of that
1: well no, i think they already have released it. i think somebody of that ilk like one of those boutique labels have done a really nice re-release maybe it wasn't arrow but um i'm just surprised because that's that that at one point that was a very easy movie to find yeah you anywhere. can find it like
0: walmart bog- bargain bins and shit yeah. like that and now like and I, I thought I had a copy, but I, you know, there's points where you like sell a lot of shit and then you forget what's actually still in your library. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's uh, he's just like one of my favorite directors. And then um, I've watched, been watching The Staircase. Have you seen it yet? No. OK, so it's about the early 2000s. I I can't remember his full name, but um, there's a documentary about it also that came out that I think is on Netflix still. But um early 2000s you know this woman this guy and his wife you know they're just having dinner she falls down the stairs he's outside he doesn't hear her and then he's tried for murder um and it's all about like his whole trial um Uh, and so there's like a a, now it's on hbo and tony collette is plays the wife and um
1: yes i know what you're talking about i haven't seen it but yes i've seen the billboards
0: yeah it's really so i'm only a few episodes in but it's really good but there's a like a really horrific death scene in episode two it's like one of the more disturbing death scenes I've seen. And, you know, like horror people have seen all sorts of death scenes, but it was so realistic that I turned it off. I, I honestly, it made me so uncomfortable. Like, I couldn't do it. And, uh, it, you know, I give that to Toni Collette because she's so fucking good at dying. Like... <laughs> her performance was so frightening that i was like i cannot handle this right now and i turned it off and watched something else until i came back and then finished the episode but i was like i fucking hated that scene because it was so natural and i was like oh oh i hate it i hate it so much i i don't want to ever see it again uh but it's great you should watch it (laughs) but that's all i've been watching basically
1: um wow i uh I mean, I as far as movies go, I I was going through a phase where I was going to see almost everything, and then I kind of winded down. I saw Doctor Strange, obviously, um, which we just talked about. Um, but I've also been—we've talked about this outside, you know, the podcast. But I've been hosting a movie night at a bar in Eagle Rock, The Fable, every Sunday night, and so I've been watching. You know, I've been you know watching. You know, a lot of my viewing has been like watching that stuff while I'm hosting it. So it's like um, I saw like a lot of older stuff, like. Bombable Doctor Fibes, um, which is one of my favorite Vincent Price films, and then uh, Slaughter's Big Ripoff, which is this great um, black exploitation film with Jim Brown. Um, and I've been watching so I've been watching a lot of that stuff. And then I watched um, same director as uh, this is. I've been watching this on my own. Uh, same director who did Bombable Doctor Fibes did a movie called And Soon the Darkness, which got remade a few years ago. Um, but the original is this British thriller about these two like college age girls from England who are like bike riding through France. They get into a fight, they split up. One of them goes back to find her friend and her friend's missing. And like everybody in the town that she's in won't help her. Like they keep just like being weird. And there is a guy who's trying to help her, but like, he's definitely seems like he's the, the, the guy, you know, who might've done something terrible to her friend. Um, and it's just this really nice, compact little thriller that I, I really got. I really got into um, Joe Bob is back on air And so he showed On his first night back He, he did Night of the Living Dead Which mm-hmm. you know it, it, They were honoring his 40 years Of being a, a drive-in critic So they did Night of the Living Dead Because you know Every fucking horror movie host Can do that movie Because it's in the public domain To the point where like Every burgeoning filmmaker Have used that Like will use If they need to have a scene Where somebody's watching something they use Night of the Living yeah. Dead. Because I did it on my thesis film for for uh, for film school, where like I was like, I mean, I love that movie anyway, but like I had my main character watching Night of the Living Dead because it wasn't going to come back and haunt me financially if I did that. And then um, the next movie he showed was uh, Anthropophagus, which was the first movie he ever reviewed. So I only knew about this movie because I had read it in his book Joe Bob um, Goes to the Drive In, and uh, I don't know if you ever see Anthropophagus. It's an Italian horror film made in Greece with um, Mia Farrow's sister who's also in zombie and uh, another Italian horror film, but it's um, it had a, a pretty wild reputation for some pretty brutal scenes and uh, it lived up to it. I was like, there's a scene in that movie. I was like, that is fucking disgusting. I'm into <laughs> it. Um, and then I didn't watch the week that he did death by temptation, probably because we did death by temptation two months ago. And I was like, i I just watched that recently. I don't need to rewatch it. And, um, but uh, so i been, you know, a lot of my stuff has been watching stuff at home. I Kids in the Hall have a new season on Amazon Prime, oh, um, which is I watched. It out? Yeah, and it's I binged it all yesterday, and it was fantastic. Good?
0: Oh my god, I have to watch it.
1: You got to get over the fact that like a lot of their jokes now are centered around the fact that they're so old. Like
0: uh-huh. it's I again. Mean, in fact, but... the
1: first episode is a little frustrating because it really like they really milk the hey we're old and we're doing comedy bit um you do get a lot of, i mean i never thought i'd ever see dave foley or um kevin, uh kevin mcdonald's penis before but i did it's <laughs> full frontal. um and i was like i was watching i was like that's that's happening um they're just standing there and well, they're jumping up and down teen,
0: you, know? you know yeah
1: and you know kudos to them you know i thought it was like good for them but it was just like oh there is my childhood um <laughs> But, uh, so I watch Kids in the Hall, and and I, I I'm I'm a huge Kids in the Hall. But there's one sketch in there. It's um it's the the name of it is Shakespeare's bust. Um, it's one of my I was I was like, crying laughing, um and I think anybody who watches it um and knows the type of stuff that I like will see why it's very uh, it's very ridiculous and very gory um surprisingly for a Kids in the Hall sketch, but uh and then uh, I've been kind of playing around with there's a speaking of sam Raimi. there's an evil dead game now that just came out on friday 13th um and i've been playing around with that it's a lot of fun it's a you guys should check it out no 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 it's a it's a video game it's uh i haven't it's funny thing is funnily enough i haven't played the online it's really meant to be played online but like they have offline stuff you can do but it's like you know you and your friends play as like ash and other characters from the evil dead franchise i mean they get every they got a lot of characters from like evil dead one evil dead two army of darkness ash versus evil dead so it's like you can play as any any of these characters and um you know you play online you guys are running around trying to like do this this and this and then one player can play as the the evil dead the can you know so you get to like go around possessing um the different people and making them attack each other and stuff like that. It's a lot of fun. Bruce Campbell does all the voice work for it. It was kind of a big deal because, you know, obviously he retired the role. Um, yeah. In a, after Ash was Evil Dead. And then there was like this talk. It was like, Oh my God, is he coming back? Well, he was, but not for a movie, but he was just doing the voice work for it, but it's all new recorded. It's great. And like I said, if you're a fan of the Evil Dead franchise then this game is like, they use a lot of the same, you know, locations and stuff like that, or they, they recreate a lot of the same locations and, there's just little Easter eggs that are really fun and everything. Um, like I said, when I was watching Dr. Strange, there's this great scene where um, they're going from one multiverse, one universe to another. And they, they go through like a multiverse where it's like New York, but the way the, ca- the camera kind of like tilts up and go and kind of flies past, but it goes past a cab that has a uh, grindhouse releasing um, billboard on it, you know, and grindhouse releasing is the boutique label that, uh, has the rights to evil dead now and the guy who runs it is works with sam Raimi as a co-editor so uh, it was a nice little evil dead reference in there aside from you know bruce campbell's uh, moment which is fantastic because i've been playing the evil dead game um here and there it's very tough um you know the offline version so i'm warning everybody right now it's like it is a grind you're just like jesus christ i'm having fun but i'm also getting really angry at the same time but (laughs) it's, it's it's a lot of fun and um that's pretty much that's pretty much it I've been kind of uh just um yeah binging uh kids in the hall and and you know figuring out what I'm gonna show next at the bar and and uh stuff like that but it's well, that's uh fun. yeah it, it it's been fun and um you know I uh I don't know what else to say about that but I do um I do think we should talk about the movie yeah, that we just
0: watched. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I, <laughs> the, the master of segues has lost the ability <laughs> to segue properly. Um, um
0: yeah. No, this is funny because this is like such an eighties movie. I've never seen it before. I'm really surprised. I think this is one of those movies that I just thought I've seen and then just never watched it. And uh yeah and now watching it I, I i love it but it's so 80s it literally has like every 80s person so zach elligan from gremlins from and yeah hitchhiker Deborah foreman who's in april fool's day and valley's girl and then this is funny because one of the characters china uh mm-hmm. she's in death becomes her yes and i yeah as like the 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 parisian nurse who's mm-hmm. like oh you know like comes in in the plastic surgery thing and then even like david warner david yeah. ashbrook like everyone's in this movie like every b or, or like kind of undergroundish actor has like sure. come together for this movie um and it which is very 80s like i think it's i think it lays on the machismo a little bit which i kind of loved yeah um, like in the beginning, there's like the football player, and then like you know, uh, she's like flirting with him, and he like turns around and punches someone, and then it cuts scene, and I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, but do you want
0: to give a synopsis of yeah. of the so, film that you picked?
1: The movie that we watched was Waxwork, um, and it's basically, um, you know, a, a group of young. I I I, mis- I can only assume they're co- they're either college kids. Yeah, they're college kids. Yeah, they're college. I, yeah, I they're would like say adults. Like, Eh, they're, yeah they're yeah. Like young
0: adults like early yes adults. they're young
1: adults yeah that, that's a better way but they're young adults who um go to a midnight they get invited to a midnight uh showing of a of the new waxwork that has just mysteriously appeared in town and it's run by a mysterious guy played by david warner and um basically each of the waxwork representations are of like a, a ghoulish character from history or fiction and unfortunately the characters the the young people they when they when they cross the the red rope they suddenly get thrust into the world of whatever that wax scene is depicting so um you know uh, for example michelle johnson because she the woman plays china she she goes there's a, a wax representation of dracula and she like goes she like steps over and then suddenly she's in this like dracula castle setting and everything like that and um and and so basically it's them like, you know, Zach Galligan and uh, Deborah Foreman realize like, oh shit, our friends are stuck in the you know, they're dead or they're something's happened to them. So then they like have to try to stop David Warner, who's trying to collect victims to uh, you know, as I if I'm not mistaken, uh wasn't it like a bargain with the devil, like a pact with Satan, as yeah. these things are usually are. And um and yes, but you get like, you get a werewolf movie, you get a, dra- a vampire film, you yeah. get the Marquis de Sade, you get a mummy that film. That
0: was like the funniest part. That was like my favorite part. Cause I was like, I was like, oh my God, this girl is like so horny. Like, of course this is her like thing. Like this is what, and she's like already like enamored by it. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you better get that, girl. Someone better yeah. give her something. Because... Yeah,
1: he, well, earlier in the movie, like, Zach Gallagher, like, tries to, like, kiss her. And she's like, I really like you. You're really attractive. But I'm looking for something else. And then, like, apparently what she's looking for is uh,
0: Be a little, a little F- Yeah, SM. well, you can't yeah. get, like, I'll uh, ruin this part. But, like, you know, someone's trying to save her while she's in this hell. But it's not really hell, you know? And, like, he comes in, and he, like, has this look on his face. So I'm like, don't kink shame her, man. She's yeah. having the time of her life.
1: She really is. Um... <laughs> So, uh, you know, it's funny because, like, the, the, um, I remember the video. Like, you remember, I remember on our very first episode, we talked about parents, and I said that yeah. the video box really creeped me out for some, even though it was very innocuous. It's like Randy Quaid and Mary Beth Hurt, like, you know, in a kitchen. And I I'd never noticed until we had fucking did the episode that like, it was like, oh, yeah, there's a skull in the refrigerator. I never even caught that. and still freaked me out. <laughs> this one had a cover that always made me really freaked out because it was like, it didn't just look like it was scary, it looked like it was weird. Like, and weird and scary when I was like eight years old was not something I my little brain could handle. Uh, and then, you know, at, when I got older and I watched it and the opening is, uh, it opens with Sing, Sing, Sing by Louis Prima and like, you know, it's yeah. very big band You know, you, you know the type of movie you're in for in the opening credits where you're like, ah, oh, this is not going to be as serious as I thought it was when I was a kid, you know? Um,
0: yeah, the opening really set the vibe where you're like, oh, this is going to be a little silly.
1: Mm-hmm. And you're right, like, uh, the movie does have a lot of people that were like, uh, either in horror films, or, you know, in very iconic 80s movies, Zach Galligan, um, Gremlins 1, Gremlins 2, Deborah Foreman, like you said, Valley Girl, and April Fool's Day, uh, Dana Ashbrook, I know him the most from twin peaks but he was also in return of the living dead too um patrick mcnee who plays the old guy who helps zach galligan like basically kind of gives the this is what's going on and this is how we're we have to what we have to do to stop it he's like the, he was in the howling he was mm-hmm. also in um this is spinal tap he's also uh, he was john steed in the original british show the avengers which had nothing to do with the comic book avengers um and then michelle johnson you know china uh yeah. she was in you know like you said death becomes her she's also a the pilot for the tv show werewolf and episode of tales from the crypt and dr giggles um so you and then david warner i mean for fuck's sakes yeah, the owner in in yeah, yeah um, you know i mean like yeah. yeah he's he's a busy bee you know um but um you know and then director was directed by anthony hickox who was dating Deborah Foreman at the time, which is why she doesn't show up in part two of Waxwork, um, because they apparently had a really bad breakup. But his dad was um, a film director as well in England, who uh, he directed my, one of my other favorite Vincent Price horror films called Theater of Blood. Um, Anthony Hickox would go on to do Waxwork 2 and um, Hellraiser 3, which I really don't like. Yeah. I've watched Hellraiser 3 a lot, for a movie that I don't like. Cause usually it's like, I can put this on the background and kind of zone out and there's parts of it. I like, and there's parts of it. I fucking despise. And I feel like it ruins that franchise or sets the tone for the rest of the franchise. But, uh, he did a movie that I watched a year ago called sundown, uh, the vampires in retreat. And on paper, this idea is the dumbest fucking thing in the world. It's vampires basically have taken over like a town. It's like a Western. It's like a, oh, it's like a, it's fun. a modern day Western, but it's like vampires have taken over town and Peter, or david carradine plays the one vampire who's trying to like hey i'm trying to like make it so we can all coexist and then there's like a rebellious faction in the town of like what the fuck? <laughs> and, um they shoot each other with wooden bullets and it that movie is, that a sounds fucking, sick. It is awesome like, like, and me describing it is better than what you would if you read the synopsis you're like that sounds fucking stupid you see this movie and it's like oh this is fucking fun it's great um i definitely think it's worth checking out but it, it kind of has the same vein of waxwork where it's like it's very funny like the thing about waxwork is that it's for all the whenever it, it never wants to go full tilt into the horror in the sense that like the scene with dana ashbrook you know he crosses over and he's suddenly in a werewolf movie you know and you got john reese davies uh from you know the indian jones films is like a a guy who's you know um I think he you know he turns it turns into a werewolf yeah yeah and like um
0: bites him and then yeah yeah, and
1: like and and it still leans into the i mean like dana ashburg's like oh great everybody else gets this and i get this you know like he's he's thinking that they're all under some weird hypnosis and he's pissed off he's like like, did i
0: quake acid or like did i he's like did someone Mm -hmm. put acid in my drink and he's like wait i don't drink it was it was kind of funny but uh and
1: I was going to say the Michelle Johnson one where she's in Dracula's castle is. I, okay.
0: I, I was going to say the steak tartare. I wrote it down. Cause he was like the way Dracula, like that Dracula character was, he was like steak
1: tartare, mm-hmm.
0: steak tartare. Tartar. He said it, he said it like three times and I couldn't, I was like, Oh, I gotta write down steak tartare. <laughs>
1: but the scene where she, where she goes down to like, whatever the crypt or the basement. And there's a guy chained with like half of his like foot, like removed, you know, Is one of the funniest fucking things in this entire movie. Like I couldn't stop laughing. Anytime you've got somebody who's just, you know, constantly and obnoxiously screaming in the background while all this other action's going on, cracks me up. And um
0: even the end, there's a great line where, like, you know, um, it was the other one who was in the Marquis de Sade area where she was like, I want you to take it. And he's like, Take this. (laughs) And he shoots her. It's so good. It's just yeah. like, it's like good and silly at the same time. Like it's yes. a good, silly, it's a good, silly movie. I really, I really enjoyed it.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, Michelle Johnson's got probably one of my favorite lines in, 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 a, in film, which is I do what I want when I want, dig it or fuck off. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. Um, Dude, you know, and she- okay.
0: The other thing was like Hans, you know, the, the little, um, the little person in the movie, yeah. he was fucking elf. Did you see that? He no. played, He was actually Elf, like, in the Elf suit. Like, he played Elf. And so that blew my mind. I was like, we're looking at Elf
1: here, guys. Yeah, see, I think you said elf. elf. I was like, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's also on the cover of Strange Days, the album by The Doors. Oh, that's really? How far back he, yeah, that's how far back he goes. Um, yeah, I mean, like, the, here's the thing is that, like, this? it's weird because when I, as an adult, when I look back, I, I'm looking at the video, I mean, uh, the cover right now, which I'm showing you on the screen. Um,
0: Oh yeah. It looks scary. Right. Weird. But, like you
1: said, it but, does. <laughs> it, it does. And like, the funny thing is that when I look at it now, I'm like, yeah, the cover is still pretty perfect. You know, like as far as, you know, now, even though it's not what I thought it was, it still has the weirdness. Um, The movie, I mean, the movie has a weird I and mean, there's a whole segment where a character goes into a marquee de Sade setting and finds out that she's got a weird, you know, sexual yeah, kink thing. Kink, yeah. And like that's a weird thing to kind of throw in a movie. Especially weird when like the the woman in the in the scene or the actress in the scene it was dating the director at the time. It's like that's a whole other kink, I imagine. Um
0: well it's funny too, because I didn't realize how much Cabin in the Woods like how Cabin in the Woods was like this movie. Like it mm. took a lot from this movie.
1: Yeah, like finding different ways to incorporate all these different monsters into yeah. a, a movie. Yeah. Um I mean, there's and look, there's there's a few things that I I love and I don't love. Like I cannot fucking stand the way Zach Gallagher smokes a cigarette in this movie.
0: Oh, he's a prick too. In the beginning of the movie, like he's such a prick, and then he like he has to. I knew he was gonna be the hero because like all 80s pricks are kind of heroes anyway. But he was like su- he was like kind of a prick. Like this girl just didn't want to go on a date with him, and like she was dating someone else. Or and he was like that guy, and like all aggressive and stuff. And I was like, dude, chill the fuck out. <laughs>
1: We've uh, see. I didn't mind that because I feel like we've all been there when somebody is dating, somebody you were dating is now dating somebody. You're like that person. (laughs) My problem wasn't that. My problem is that, like motherfucker, if you can't actually smoke a cigarette, don't. I know. It's kind of silly. Don't tell. You know, to be like, hey guys, I don't know how to do this. It just, I don't know why it drove me fucking up the fucking wall. He did look Um, like a little
0: kid trying to smoke a cigarette. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And And I
1: mean, it's such a weird thing, but like as somebody who had smoked for as long as I did, I was like oh my god like there's a part where he goes to see a a gruff detective i mean the whole point of this movie is that it's just it's just it's hitting all these tropes on purpose but he goes to visit like a a, he goes to see a a, when his friends gone missing he goes a a gruff detective oh my god
0: the cop don't even get me on the cop so i was like that guy
1: knows how to smoke a cigarette
0: (laughs) so dramatic though too like everything about it where he's like walking and he's like i told you to shut up go sit over there and like i don't know i feel like he overplayed it, but it's like really good. Like I, I think it, he
1: overplays it on. I'm, I'm, I'm on purpose. Hoping. Yeah. Oh, he's over. He's overdoing it on purpose. But, uh, and then Deborah Foreman is like always gonna has always been in my um one of my all time crushes. So like I mean yeah, I, I can so I can watch her do looking. anything
0: like in a really cute
1: way. You know. Yeah. I mean, like I feel like she looks. She's creepier in April Fools when she's playing. What was it? <laughs> who is, yeah. Who? Who's her twin in that? Is it Muffy? Yeah. Is that the name? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, but like, I, I I love her. I mean, like, I mean, she just has something about her, like on camera where like, she just, you know, even though Michelle Johnson is supposed to be the, the prettier friend of the group, I still find myself gravitating, gravitating towards Deborah Foreman. She just has something about her that's just very, um, magnetic her, but
0: her costume hmm? design was like very 50s too which i thought was yeah. funny which is why they turned it on to like the kinky side of it because they were like yeah. oh she's gonna look like a sweet innocent girl but she's oh, gonna they... want to be attracted to this you know
1: she has a line i can't remember what it is but dana ashburn's like oh the virgin speaks and it's like man they're really hammering like this this uh and you know that she's like kind of like this innocent girl that's gonna clearly turn out to be not quite as innocent um I love Dana Ashbrook. I always felt like, especially after like, you know, you know, he's a major character in Twin Peaks and I always thought he, I've always felt like he should have be bigger than he is, you know? Like, yeah, um, I feel like he's never gotten after Twin Peaks. He never quite took off the way that like, I feel like some of the other people on Twin Peaks who did take off. I feel like Dana, I was like, Dana Ashbrook's great. He's charming. He's funny. Um, he's like a more restrained Matthew Lillard.
0: Uh, interesting, and yeah, I guess like more restrained mm-hmm. is an interesting yeah. description. it is over the top,
1: but he's still like Dana Ashbrook could would like if I feel like the roles that they've played are interchangeable. Like I feel like Dana Ashbrook could have played. You know, the role that Matthew Euler played in Scream. And, you know, I really do. I, I, that's just, that's my opinion. Um, but I always think Dana Ashbrook uh, should have d- deserved way better. Zach Galligan always bums me out because Gremlins 1, Gremlins 2, and then this and then Waxwork 2. And it's like, what else have I seen him in? Can you think of anything? No. Exactly.
0: Did he die? No. Okay.
1: <laughs> no, I think he's been waiting desperately no, he just like did a commercial. They did, oh. they did a commercial recently with a like a, a a recent commercial. I can't remember uh, for what. Um, he, really? It's I think it was like a soda. I can't remember what it was, but it's him and Gizmo. It's oh, cute. weird. Yeah, it's cute. Um, it's for something big. I don't know what it is. I can't remember what it is, but it was something like oh yeah. There's there's Zach Gallagher and and Gizmo. Um, because he's so likable in fucking Gremlins one and two, you know. So it's to see him kind of playing this kind of like. No I I don't think he's a he's quite an asshole in the beginning cuz like he has that argument with his mom about like you know she's belittling like the um you know the staff and like the 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 lower class and everything and she he's defending him but then again he also has their their hispanic maid do his homework assignment i know i
0: saw that i was gonna say that that too and like is she wearing the mexican flag when he comes in like i was like did they like what is happening here yeah but uh uh, it was it was really funny where he she's like and she's all pissed because she's like ah and then he reads it and i was like that's something i would write so like what do you want me to do dude i don't i don't i don't fucking know like yeah dictators are bad men
1: here you yeah. go. <laughs> and it's the with this teacher, like who's clearly like, you know, has oh a Oh my weird, God. Like, I
0: was like, fetish. fucking yeah. 80s, dude. I forget, you know, people don't give a shit.
1: No, but this one's like, I, I really think waxwork is, it's not, it's, when I say it's clever, I'm not trying to say that it's a smart film. Cause it's, it's just, it is, but there is a, there is daft touches of cleverness throughout this movie. Um, yeah, you because know, I don't think it could work without it being like very self aware. Yeah, and, the um, is
0: on purpose, but it's good. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Yeah.
1: And and playing around with that. And like I said, David Warner, you know, he's I mean, God, the guy's fucking great in anything, you know. And I've seen him play, you know, bad guys like this, or I've seen him play like, you know, good guys like in you know, in the omen. I've seen him play Bob Fucking Cratchit in the Christmas Carol. I mean, the guy's just like he's so <laughs> And he, but he's so good at making you believe whatever, like whenever, when I watch a Christmas carol, which we do every year, I don't go, oh yeah, that's the bad guy from Waxwork," Or that's the, that's the the photographer from the omen. Like he's so good at making you forget everything else he's done. Um, he's great in, um, his brief, all too brief moment in, uh, in the mouth of madness by Carpenter. Yep. Um, he's also great. He is in, um. He worked with Carpenter in a thing called Body Bags, which was going to be like Showtime's version of Tales from the Crypt, but they only got, they only did like the first, I guess, episode, which was like, it's basically like a movie where it's like two, it's three short films, two of them are directed by Carpenter, one of them is directed by Toby Hooper, and David Warner shows up in in the one of the Carpenter ones, and it's great, I mean, like, he he's so diverse, um,
0: yeah, and he's he's like if his IMDb is like over two hundred, you know. Things. Yeah,
1: I mean, there's even there's and there's this long-standing rumor, and people have dispelled it on side like some people who were behind the scenes said yes, this was what was intended. David Warner himself is like, I don't remember that at all. But originally, like the Freddy, they were trying to get David Warner for Freddy, so they were and they were building models of like the Freddy Krueger makeup. They were designing it off of david warner's face but david warner doesn't remember ever being up for the role of freddy and said he probably wouldn't have taken it at the time um which is when he does wax work i'm like are you fucking kidding me like you would have turned that down but you didn't turn this down um but then you got special effects people who worked on like yeah it was always gonna you know we were really getting for david warner to play freddy and it's like what a weird world that would have been if that if he had been uh, the, the face of the nightmare elm street franchise but um yeah, I, I I truly I truly love this movie. It's ridiculous and stupid and fun and clever at certain parts, um, but yeah, it's 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 really nice fast food. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a good
0: description. It is. It's like easy to watch. It's funny. It like it's not going to make you feel all fucked up afterward, but it's like right, you know, still a horror movie. So I don't know. Yeah. I I really liked it. I'm like glad I watched it because I I. You know, it's one of those movies that I'm like, yeah, I've seen it, but mm-hmm. I truly haven't. And now I'm pleasantly uh, surprised that I, I really liked it.
1: I own the sequel, but I've never watched it.
0: Oh, really? Yeah, I saw that yeah. there was a sequel and I was like, oh, maybe I should watch that next.
1: Um, It's it's t- it takes place right after the first one. They obviously because Deborah Foreman and Alex Hico- Anthony Hickox, um broke up Um she's not in it but she you know she plays a similar character she plays you know there's a different character a different actress playing that character but it takes place right after the first movie and then it kind of has a very similar instead of like going into different wax work representations it's like they kind of keep going to these different scenes i like i said i haven't really watched all of it um but it's zach allegan and bruce campbell's and has a, has a role in that one as well um but yeah, I, I've I've only the only things I've seen by this director are that's the Sundown, the Vampire Retreat, Hellraiser Three, this, and Warlock Two, um, which I I was a fan of the Warlock film, so I can't uh, I'm not gonna shit on it. <laughs> they are they are good fun. Um,
0: they are fun. They are fun.
1: They are and and like like, so like this guy like you know he wrote and directed Waxwork. He he knows he knows what he's doing. Like he he's he's very self aware um sometimes a little too self-aware but um but yeah Hellraiser 3 is just not uh, just does not do it for me at all but yeah
0: well but this, this one it's surprising yeah this one does like this one just like yeah. hits all the spots it's it's like real good fun and so if you need like a fun horror movie to watch like especially like a date movie it's this
1: yeah it's i agree i agree and and like i said like the the sequence with Michelle Johnson in Dracula's castle is
0: Wonderful. it's
1: so stu- it's so stupid i can't get over the steak tartare steak tartare yeah oh man there's so just tartar. like or or the vampire that lunges for her, and when he misses he ends up biting like the statue behind her you know <laughs> like, oh god just look dumb you know and like and like i said the guy the guy chained up and the butt in the basement is fucking hilarious
0: yeah um, it's great
1: so yeah definitely um
0: yeah check it out it's on i mean it's on tubi it's like on a bunch of free i think that's on voodoo you know like those free services or you can rent it
1: yeah and also real quickly tubi um for i'm sure people who listen to this would be interested to know that tubi just also finally got the full series of freddy's nightmares which i've also been binge watching oh. i forgot to mention that um really great terrible television like Really fucking bad, but you'll watch it and you go, "Oh, that's Jeffrey Combs. Oh, that's Brad Pitt." You know, like random people just fucking showing up. You know, and you're just—it's—it's it's a lot of fun, um, but it's not very good. Yeah. Um. Uh, so, but definitely check it out. And but that's on. Two B is just fucking saving the world. I think. Yeah. Um, this shit the shit that they've got. So this is on there. Um, Vestron Video or Lionsgate did that. Have they? They have their Vestron Video. Uh, sub-label and that's that's. this is one of the first releases because it was a Vestron video Um, check it out the DVD's pretty fucking cool it's got a nice little behind the scenes featurette Um, but yeah Um, that was that's Waxwork
0: yeah that is Waxwork bye
1: bye it's 11.45 let's go imagine if you will an exhibit in fear. looks a little spooky, boys. You think we should do this? A place that appeals to your deepest and darkest fantasies. Ooh,
0: scary.
1: Your fascination with ghosts, monsters, and the many unearthly elements of the supernatural. Welcome to the next one. Look at this. It's killer. Enjoy. Wow, the glasses from Nutty Zombies from Hell. You lose yourself in
0: it. Would you like a closer look? Really? But whatever you do, don't step over the rope.
1: Welcome, my dear. We thought you were too tired to join us. All right, I'm hypnotized. Hey, not so fast. <coughs> Relax. On a cup of coffee, we'll talk about it. I want out of here, Sarah. I'm serious. Getting scared? Why I get a pretty woman in my illusion? No. No, I get a dark. It isn't real. Bravo! What the hell did you kill him for? He'd have been perfect. Strong Pictures welcomes you into a new dimension in terror. Waxwork.